Welcome back to another episode of the Jasmine Star Show. Ooh, I feel like we need some like laser horns here. Maybe Addison will add these. Addison is our podcast editor. Maybe he'll like do me a solid and add some like laser horn sound effects right about here. Okay, so we're doing something we've never done before a podcast interview mashup. So I do about eight to 10 podcast interviews per month with really incredible business owners and podcast hosts. And today, what you're about to hear are three separate audio clips from three recent podcast interviews that center around three crucial things I had to believe in order to be successful in business. If you're finding yourself hustling hard, spinning your wheels and doing the work, but you're not seeing your results, friend, Keep listening. It might just be that you gotta check your heart and your mind. Let's dive in. This first clip is from Amanda Bolin's podcast, She Did It Her Way. This is where she asked a very important question about what mindset shift I needed to make in order for me to grow both personally and professionally. Where have you grown the most in your business internally, like inside transformation inside, not necessarily like externally, but like, well, I guess it does come out externally, but where have, where have you grown the most as a business had to really step it up? You know, for me, it's wildly important. I wish I had learned this much earlier in my career and I wish I had learned it when I had pivoted in multiple times. Um, and that is to remind myself and to remind anybody who's listening, like one of the thoughts that is so important to repeat again and again is that you are enough. That it's so mm. tempting to always measure yourself against this like invisible watermark right? It's like, you know where you want to be and you might not have as many followers, as many, as much money. You might not have the zip code or the red bottom shoes or the fancy purses. You might not be on vacation. You might be like your biggest dream is like in, you know, 14 months is to get on that Disney family cruise. Like maybe that's what it is. And you don't feel like in comparison mm. to other people that that is enough. And when you remind yourself that things don't matter as much as fulfillment and standing in your purpose does. And when you say, I am doing the best I can with what I have and I am enough in this moment, it's not until you fully embrace that, that you mm -hmm. can actually move forward and achieve because you release yourself from the shackles of being held back by unmet expectations when you pull those expectations out of thin air. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so good. In the next podcast interview, this was on a podcast called I'm a Little Buzzed by the No Bull Company. Y'all, I had so much fun with these guys. They ask a pretty important question about a very important man in my life, my husband and business partner, JD, and how he's played an important role in the business. So keep listening to hear the tips for those working with their significant other, which had a transformative effect on how I grow my business. Tell us about your husband's role in the equation that is the life of Jasmine Starr. I think that one of the wildly overlooked and underestimated like key components to somebody who is able to like rise and build is to have somebody's unabashed, unquestioning support and belief in what it is that you do. And from like day one, I mean, here's the thing. It's like, I'm in law school. I am on a full ride and he's just like, 
our plan was, why don't you just try being a photographer for a year? And if it doesn't work out, you can go back and get your scholarships. I think that takes a lot of courage for a partner to say that to somebody else. He was with the startup company. We had no money. Our wild date nights were Taco Bell. You know, it's just like, this was like, we shared like those $2 combo Chinese meals that we would split our fortune cookie. (laughs) Nothing, nothing, nothing. Listen, like those lucky numbers on the back of those fortune cookies. Let me tell you. Um, you know, I think that what happens is there is a balance in in a relationship and we are completely opposite of each other, but it's the yin and yang. And when you need somebody to give you an honest opinion about what it is that you're doing, to have that life and business partner has really been transformative. He is the co-founder of Social Curator. We work together. But what people see now is a different iteration. You know, I started my business in 2007 as a photographer. And then by 2008, mid 2008, I was like, whoa, the business just got so big and exploded that I'm going to have to hire somebody, but I don't really want to hire somebody because now we're being flown international. And I have this crazy thing. You, you want to join me? And here is a homeboy with no photography experience. And we don't have like business experience. And we're just like, all right, Let's rent you a camera until we can afford to buy you a camera and let's just start traveling the world with cameras. And that's what we did. And then we started seeing gaps in the market and growth opportunities for subcomponents of businesses. And it's always every iteration is something that we've done together. That's so amazing. What would you say? I mean, you know, one of my and I told these guys many times, I'm I'm sort of the the fly solo kind of guy right now. You know, I'm the, the single guy. These guys are building families and have families. I mean, it's okay. You're the Italian stallion, right? Is that isn't that what like your nickname oh, out on the no, street? You just did <laughs> better and better. <laughs> you didn't wear your horn today. I got the, yeah, I didn't wear the horn today. <laughs> um, so what are the some of the things like in terms of partnership and relationship and all that that you know, I, I, I desire this. Like, I desire to have my future partner be a part of We build a business together. What are some of the key things that you would tell people that are either in business together or want that partnership-wise, relationship-wise, that must really, like, stay in place for it to work? I mean, you're probably going to hate the answer, but, like, that person's going to want to build a business with you. Like I often see a lot of times people say, Jasmine, I really want my husband to be a part of this or I want my partner to be a part of it. And I'm just like, if your partner does not want to be a part of it, it's doomed. It mm. just because you do it with a partner doesn't make it better or worse at, at all. Mm. And so to each their own, if you happen to attract somebody who wants to you know, build a business, I think it's very important to have like really, really, really honest conversations on the front end. Mm. When JD joined the business, we had to have the conversation. Are we branding ourselves as a duo? You know, at the time we were building a photography business, like what, what, what did that look like? And the open conversation was, he said, I don't want to be online. I don't want to be in the forefront. I don't want to live my life publicly. And he said, I co-sign on you doing what you got to do and I'll help you get there. But that's just not what I want to be or do. But he's so pivotal to the business and very few people like account for that. But if your partner, number one, is okay for you know you guys to build a business together, then conversations become, what is the business? What are our roles in the business? And how do we clearly delineate who is responsible for what? The last clip of this podcast mashup is from an interview I did with Genevieve Antonio on the Harvard Association for Law and Business Leadership podcast. Y'all, you know, your girl got an invite from like Harvard Law podcast. And all I think to myself is not too shabby for a law school dropout. She asked me an amazing question about my introversion. 
And my biggest piece of advice for professionals who don't love the spotlight, but still want to grow a profitable and amazing business. So Jasmine, you are like on fire on the podcast and you're an amazing public speaker, but you've also mentioned on other platforms that you're actually an introvert, right? And I think this is a topic that a lot of people at law school probably relate to. Introverts at law school who need to like switch on and perform, whether it's in court or in a negotiation or any other context. So for those introverts in our audience, what advice would you give them on public speaking and showing up and just learning from you? I don't think that being an introvert is like a limp that I have to deal with. I don't think it's a shortcoming. I think it's made me wildly sensitive and empathetic to sit on both sides of the perspective of the courtroom, of the jury box. And I think that introverts have a tendency of being quieter, but so much more attuned to watching a situation. And I think it's in the watching and not the talking that true power resides. And so... Right now, somebody who has no idea who I am, like they're watching or they're listening to the podcast and they think I couldn't be that person. And there was a time in my life where I would say the exact same thing. And as a child, I grew up wildly overweight. I was obese. I didn't learn how to read until I was 10. I was constantly made fun of. We were really poor. My parents didn't have a car. We took the bus everywhere. We were always like behind the curve. And for a while, like the only thing I wanted in life was to not be noticed. Like if I went into a social situation and was able to watch and not get noticed, I would be like, "Ah," I'd let out a collective sigh of relief. And then all of a sudden something happened in my life to where, you know, my whole community, like my dad is a pastor of a church in East Los Angeles and like you're brown and you're going to law school in LA. And so everyone's just like, you made it. Like, wow, like look at what you're doing. And I got noticed and I just immediately wanted to cringe because I was mixed up. I was thinking that if I got noticed, I would be held to a different level of accountability. And I didn't want to be held accountable for something I was so unsure of at the time. And I didn't have the courage or the chutzpah to say, I am not sure. Please do not bet on me. And then all of a sudden by me leaving law school, because my mom had a relapse with brain cancer and me losing my identity as being an academic or losing my identity as being somebody who got out of the hood, losing my identity and understanding like what my path is. Like I had an Excel spreadsheet. Like all of a sudden it's like that doesn't exist anymore. And it was in the process of starting a business and that awkward, terrible suck of creation of not knowing what you're doing and having people look at you simultaneously that I realized that we all have just two options. And that two option is to care what people say or to not care. And I realized that I had to stand in my purpose. Like what was I put on this world to do? I was put on this world to try creative ventures without caring what other people said and to find a way to monetize that. And the minute I stopped caring less and less what other people thought or said about me was a clear path to my success as I defined my success. So often when I talk to a law student, a lawyer, anybody who just randomly stumbled upon a podcast is we often get the definition of success convoluted with what really makes us the most happy. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if there are people who are listening or currently in school and like you just got the wind knocked out of you because you didn't make law review. And you think that that was success. Like if I graduated, like that was the definition of success. If I became editor or if I became the president or if I did this or if I got like this internship or if I sat with this judge, like, but the question becomes, is that what you want? 
are you trying to check off boxes in your pursuit of this thing? And then you realize when you're 53 and you finally made it as a partner, not the firm that you really wanted, but a second rate firm. And that's totally okay. And you're working 14 hours a day and you get to pay other people to live your life, to do your laundry and to take out your trash and to send your kids to summer camp. And then you just look around and say, is this the thing that I wanted? Because if you don't define what your level of success is, you are always gonna be perpetually dissatisfied and left wildly alone. And I speak so clearly to those in the legal profession because we, I can proudly claim, even though I'm a proud dropout, I know it. When you walk into a room and you have the gunners and you immediately say, you have what I want, you have accomplished things I haven't, therefore I will go with that and the minute I get it, I'm a success. But if you just took five minutes to say, what do I want to do? Will I be happier being a social worker at a nonprofit organization, working eight to five, empowering kids to get out of foster care. And even though I'm not making the best money, I get to live a life that I love. If that's your version of success, get out of freaking law review, stop caring about your grades, focus on what you want, map your actions to that. You will be so much more satisfied than otherwise having just lots of letters after your name on your resume and applying to firms where you know you don't wanna be when you're 52 years old. Well, there you have it, friend. You know, our very first podcast mashup. If you enjoyed it, and hey, even if you didn't, I think all feedback is good feedback. If it wasn't your cup of tea, let me know by sending me a direct message at Jasmine Star. I truly love hearing from you. I do my very, very best to respond to every single person. I try my dang best. When you let us know what is working in the podcast and not working in the podcast, it's great because then we shape future episodes just for you. So I have to give a special thanks to She Did It Her Way, I'm a Little Buzzed, and the HLB Leadership Podcast for having me on as a guest of their shows. And thank you for tuning into the Jasmine Star Show every single week. If you'd like to learn more about the mindset shifts I've made over the last 12 years of business, you can download them for free at jasminestar.com forward slash mindset. This powerful mindset makeover workbook contains the top five mindset shifts that I have made to cultivate a positive outlook in my business, despite any negativity or difficulty going on in my life or business at the time. You can grab it at jasminestar.com forward slash mindset to make the positive changes in your life and business. And yes, friends, it's free. Thank you so much for listening and I'll be back in your earbuds soon.